Is this the basement? It's the lower level. Okay. Greetings and salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable with D'Angelo. We're here to take you through an auditory journey through all the pop culture that you consume, the stuff that you're insatiable for, the stuff that you find truly bingeable. You guys, it's been a couple weeks and I had to bring a friend back because I just could not do this alone. So that Ramirez is back in the house. Hello, hello. Hello. So it's so nice to talk to you again. You guys, we've already been like talking for like 20 minutes off of this. We had to like turn on the record and get this thing going. Um, And so welcome, you guys. I'm going to welcome. I know we have some new listeners today that coming to us from who invited her. I love the gang over there. Tony, Daddy Bear, Eric and Bryn. Yes. And so we're going to have Bryn on the show sometime soon because she hasn't been here, but you guys have listened to Tony and you guys have heard Eric. So um, listen to those back episodes. If you guys listen to their podcast, if you guys are new here, but listen to us today, today, we're just going to be doing just kind of like waxing poetic about a few new television shows. I think all featuring a teenage character of some sort. (laughs) (laughs) I just was looking at like what I was putting together. I was like, okay, everything has like a strong female-centric presenting lead that is like under 18 years old and all the stuff we're talking about. And then I'm going to throw another one in there that we I didn't tell you about, but I'm going to introduce you to because I don't know if you've watched it yet. So oh, okay. We're going to get into yeah, yes. so we're into a little bit of like the Ginny and Georgia situation. We'll talk about um, Cruel Summer, which Aggie that presented to me. <gasps> Yes. And so we're, I, we haven't, we haven't really talked about it, but I did watch it. Um, and then we are also going to get into poker face, which I didn't tell you about. And then like the last of us, and then we'll just kind of jump around and whatnot. As we get into things, we are back. It has been like three weeks. I have been to Vegas, Orlando and Hawaii. So it's just been like, I've been kind of shooting everywhere. Some of it's been work. Some of it's been fun. I had COVID. That's the last talk to you guys was actually when I had COVID. Yeah. And then the next and then the next week I ended up in Orlando for work it was fabulous then I was in Vegas for a birthday celebration I went to Vanderpump Paris okay it's the new um the Vanderpump restaurant in the Paris hotel and casino mm-hmm. how was that I actually really enjoyed it like I really did I will say I like some drink flavors over at the original Vanderpump Gardens that's over at Caesars if you're a Vegas person um but the Vanderpump Paris, it's just, it's a little bit more, more, more romantic and like the drinks. Okay. So Nelson, it was, it was Nelson's birthday. Uh, Yay, also. Nelson. Yes. And so um, he's 40 now. We're all 40. We're all turning yes. these, like ages. And so Fine wine. he got a drink <laughs> called it's my fucking birthday. So it's based on, you know, Saucy's Saucy from Vanderpump mm-hmm. Rules. We just always mm-hmm, say that. Mm-hmm. So the drink comes out and it's like in a pink, it's a pink drink in a goblet with like flowers on top, coutrement. It comes served on a um, mirror tray with a big crown on this. I mean, like, it's like the presentation of like some of the drinks, like they'll bring out a drink and it's like a sensory thing. So they, it's like comes in a little dome and they open it and there's incense that like floats out and then they pull your drink out and it's been like smoked or whatever. I mean, like, it's a whole thing. We did spend like 
I don't know. There was three of us for dinner. And I think <laughs> we probably spent like $400, $500. But like, wow. it's not a common thing. It was his birthday. That was my gift. He ain't get nothing else. Um, and it was like, Vegas. Yeah. And it was Vegas. And then we, you know, and I actually, I sort of kind of broke even that first night on that Friday night because I won, you know, like <gasps> bucks. So I just kind of like gave that 200 bucks right over to like, you know, <laughs> the rest essentially. Um, I play like deep. I'm really, really into now the slot, the slot machines that like, I like something that where you like build into like a pot, you know what I mean? Like, it's like you throw, <laughs> throw coins into the bowl and all of a sudden the bowl explodes and you get like a, a super special game and like you get extra spins or whatever else. I am the bitch who will sit there and be like, I want all those coins. And you know I mean, like <laughs> I have a, I have an off button, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to sit there and just like go crazy and spend all the money, but, like, but I'm also girl, I'm one for a jingle. <laughs> they had a little shop of horrors machine and it, little shop, little shop of <laughs> and I was just like, Oh yes. <laughs> like, and it's just like, put another dollar in and make her sing, you know? <laughs> so we had fun. We did the Vegas thing, went to a couple bars bar gay bars in vegas i mean vegas sad. and really no okay vegas is like okay because you have like like you go to like ha- you just... can go to like hakasan or you can go to like resort worlds you know what i mean there's like these, these places right but the gay scene in vegas mm, okay i enjoy it because it's like it feels very down home it feels like going back to like the midwest if you ask me like okay. you know like the bars there like there's like fun hog ranch and these other places and they are not like up and overdone they're just kind of like neighborhood spots and when you get there you get to like the neighborhood guys <laughs> that kind of thing but do you do you think that's like i guess i'm wondering like are the bars local bars or are they bars attached to the whole like vegas they're, they're local bars there's nothing oh. on the strip there's no gay there's nothing really gay on the strip unless you like count like a um, like a drag brunch that'll happen here and there, like Chanel mm-hmm. hosts one, that kind of thing. But I would say for the most part, like the gay Vegas is really kind of, it almost feels underground. Cause it's like, you know, you go behind a building and then there's a huge building back there and that's a bar, you know, that kind of a thing. And wow. Piranhas and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, but like, but when it comes to like a drag show in Vegas, that's something that you get that's special. Cause those are performers, you know, you got yeah, that's on the strip. Yeah, song and dance people, you know what I mean? And like yeah, those, yeah, yeah. those some of those boys who couldn't make it as a song and dance man, and now they are a song and dance lady. You know, lady. <laughs> like yeah. they they are, you know, dragging that up. Um, and so that's something that 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 hits. Like the drag scene in Vegas can can hit, but we are so spoiled in San Diego, so I don't even know. And you like live in New York, New York, you're spoiled as well. Yeah. You know? Like drag I shows went, are I was in Vegas too uh-huh. last week, just for like a few hours. Um uh-huh. I didn't get to like do much because I had to like quick turn around. But um, I think for me, it's just such a hodgepodge place, right? It really is. Like it's you, you got your gambling and that could be like addiction level gambling or like mm-hmm. straight up like I'm retired and bored. And Oh, like, there was a girl who wanted to, to have earn. there was a girl who wanted to have conversation with us when we were at this like uh, we went to Excalibur because we went places I've never been because we stayed at the New York, New York. Um, thank you, Phil. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> like so, <laughs> Nelson's partner. He like set this all up for you know this, this whole situation. But um, 
we were at Excalibur and like this girl was like sitting there on this one machine and she looked like cute, like Connecticut mom. You know what I mean? Yeah, like she uh-huh. had that, that kind of vibe, like sweater set, you know? Um, so interesting. And she was playing and then she, she was like her, she would like, she had the, uh, the bonuses were, were on the horizon, but she wasn't hitting yet. Mm-hmm. And she had ran out of money. So oh. she was like, can you guys watch my machine? Cause she saw us cause I wasn't playing. Cause I'm the person who has an off switch that like, as soon as I like loot, like as soon as I lose like some money, like I'm like, mm, I'm done. I will watch y'all play. <laughs> like, like, right. I'll sit here. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I just, I can't, I can't, as soon as I lose like 200 bucks, I'm out, I'm out. You know what I mean, and I look at that as like, okay, that's how much I would have spent if I would have been like out having fun and like doing yeah, like some kind of a thing. Totally. Yeah, you know? yeah. But as soon as you start getting up there, like, or just, you know, whatever your budget is. And I set myself yeah. there because I have a personality that I will get addicted and just keep on going. <laughs> this lady was addicted and she kept on going. And so she um, was like, Oh, she was like, can you get cash off of a credit card? And she walked Damn away. And we're girl. like, and we're like, <laughs> we were like, oh no. <laughs> like a, a danger aboard, aboard. Johnny Five is alive. Like you have to oh do something. Gosh. Like I short circuited. You know what I mean? End up losing your sweater and all. Mm-hmm. Her sweater like, set. Like <laughs> the, the thing is, it's just so hodgepodgey. Like I, me- I was walking around. First of all, I did the most childish, like this is this, but this is Vegas. You could do, you could do the most childish thing. I got a one pound bag of candy. Okay. <laughs> and I walked around and I was mm-hmm. like people watching the yeah. entire time. And it's like, you've got bros, you've got every flavor of bro that mm-hmm. you can imagine. Like yes. every flavor of bro walking through the streets. Then there's like drag show over here. The, the dining experiences, like the one. Smelly that people. Have. The smelly foot, people the foot long drinks like you yes. know that foot long drink is a right problem. it's like you know that they can fight yes like, and then you- <laughs> and then it's like okay spring break right and mm-hmm. then it's like okay really nice show well-dressed people it's like and then everyone's on that one on las vegas avenue right is uh-huh. that it yeah everyone's on the strip just like walking around but like mm-hmm. everyone has a different thing that they want and 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 the whole town can cater to all these people and mm-hmm. they will all leave with like a dope experience right like i mean i'm having the most childish experience ever i'm like eating a bag of candy people watching right yeah and, and like i i'm like oh this is a good night for me i'm like oh hit my steps oh i'm one candy. for that i'm one for that like if you like are just like walking around okay so my vibe though when i go to like vegas is i am bringing comfy clothes atlantic city vibe a little bit yes. of that sarah jessica parker in atlantic city so it's kind of mm-hmm. sparkly underneath but a hoodie on top that's yeah. me that's me in vegas you know what i mean like <laughs> we went to vanderpump paris and i was wearing like black you know like um they look like like uh like they're like oh my god they're like these nylon like cargo kind of pants that you you know and then mm-hmm. wearing that but they look like you can jump out of a plane with them with a hold on a second. Can you hear those dogs? No. Okay. Um, that with a cheetah print jacket, right? <laughs> so, oh, the cheetah print jacket. Wasn't there like a whole thing about the cheetah print jacket? Yeah, it was from Zara. And so like, <laughs> okay. was, like I got it, in, I got it in Germany. Okay. So yeah, yeah. It's a little bit better. Um, <laughs> it went crazy when I was in Germany at the Zara. Like, girl, I bought four jackets and I still wear them to this day. And I get complimented. Like, I wore one the other night to like a dinner, and it was like sometimes I feel like things that in the United States are like meh 
are like totally hitting in Europe and, yeah. and even in Latin America, like the, just the selection of well, what they, what they have to cater to that group is just so much more interesting. It was cute. Like, so it was just, it was a whole thing, but anyways, um, so Vegas experience, that was that Hawaii was great. So if you have any, <gasps> if you have any reason, I have to a fantasy on- about Hawaii. See, it's great. I think I'm over Oahu and that's really privilege of me to say, but it's just like, it's just I like, I've never been. Okay. So you would like Oahu because the thing is, it's a good like gateway drug into Hawaii because okay. if you're like a person who like, cause you're city. So you want like a little bit of like, you need some city. You want to hear a little bit of noise, that kind of a thing. And then you can also drive out to places and completely just like you know, melt go to like, yeah, I go to like the, the North nature. Island beaches. Yeah. You can melt into nature. Um, some cool things like Hunama Bay, which is like a special like cove beach, you know, that is um, it has uh, the most um, reef, you know what I mean? Like in it. And so they are really, really protective of it. So you have to like pay 25 bucks to go on the beach there. You have to like watch a video about mm-hmm. You know, not stepping on it, this and that. Um, They're really, really serious about making sure that your uh, sunscreen doesn't have certain chemicals in it because it's harmful Mm. to the to the marine life and that sort of thing. But it's like one of like it's it's one of my favorite like touristy kind of things. And then we just also did like some other like beaches that were out there that like no tourists are on. And then so I want I want to go to Hawaii Mm -hmm. specifically, and I want to stay for like two or three weeks, and I want to learn. I don't know how to swim. Oh, really? I want, yes, I want, there's like, there's like three things from childhood that I cannot do as an adult. Uh-huh. Swim, I can't swim, I can't ride a bike, and I can't drive a car. Oh, geez, girl, you can't go anywhere. <laughs> no, I can walk. Uh-huh. I can definitely walk. You're going to be one of those people when the apocalypse happens that like lasts forever. And they're just like, she's like, she just runs. She just runs. She <laughs> She'll runs, get there. She can get in, into tiny little crevices. And I'm really good with directions, funny enough. But uh-huh. um, so I want to go there and I want to learn how to swim from a Hawaiian like person. Because I feel like, this is like this is what they do they are water people there are indigenous water people who are mm-hmm. indigenous to the water and i want to learn how to swim from Polynesia. you are so avatar slash moana i cannot it's <laughs> <laughs> just like i'm gonna go with people of the water she's gonna look for jason momoa and be like aquaman let's do yes, this yes jason call me <laughs> i think that's a great goal to have though like i think you like totally like shoot for that like to do like a two three uh, week stint but i would seriously say like i like because we were talking about this and i think our next trip is like if we go back to hawaii we'll be like let's do maui or let's do like just to kind of be a little bit more remote and get away and unplug because that was one of the benefits of being there was I was able to like unplug and not be on my email. And I did like actually 48 hours, like email break for myself. Like Ooh, I how did that feel in your brain? It was gross. And so <laughs> it was just like, it was like, I don't know what's going on. And then I jumped back on, you know, like after two days um, and things are still there nothing burned down. And I was able to come back and, you know, getting back to work. I have one thing that I wish I was able to like work a little bit more on, but coulda, woulda, shoulda, you know what I mean? So I still, I enjoyed mm-hmm. myself. I got a little break. Um, I will tell you guys, if you guys are going to Oahu and like, um, like Waikiki is like, it's the tourist trap. It's where everybody's going to go with Times Square. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. your Rodeo Drive. Cause it's like Louis Vuitton and like Prada and all that sort of thing. There's like a whole strip because there's a 
huge Asian tourism thing that comes in there and spends a lot of money on all the big brands Mm -hmm. and takes it back home. Um, But we spent a lot of time in Chinatown, like the arts district. And -hmm. there's all these new restaurants out there. There's this place called Senya, um, S-E-N-I-A. But this is not on Waikiki. It didn't, it's not what Waikiki is like a borough of Oahu. You know what I mean? It's okay, like a got city. It, got it's it. like okay. a city. It's like a city in Oahu, you know? Uh-huh. So this is like closer to like the downtown. Mm-hmm. It was one of the best tasting like meals that we've had. And it was like a plates place that you would like do different things. Like we had egg tarts with caviar and like these pumpkin madeleines. And like there was just like some really good food. Um, the honey butter girl. Um, <laughs> but it was, have you seen the menu yet? Okay, we're gonna get into some pop culture as we talk about this. Have you yeah. seen the menu? No, I haven't. Okay, so the menu, um, Max, it, I personally think it was one of the best movies to come out in the past year. Um, it's a little bit horror because uh, it has a little bit of like a gore kind of an element to it. You know what I mean? Like there's some, mm-hmm. some, de- some, some like random death scene kind of things. But um, it's Ray Fiennes. And then um, Natalie, whatever her name is, Joy from, she's got that face. She looks like one, she looks like Nala and she looks like one of those things. And we talked about it last time on the show, but anyways, so the menu, um, it was very much like that because like a sous chef would come out and be like, okay, so this is a pumpkin Madeline with a honey butter. And like the chef would be like, thank you, Sonia. Like if they could just like. Hey, and like there were these people that were sitting like around the bar that we had got we had dinner reservation for like eight o'clock and they had been there since like six and they were on like a 14 course tasting or something with au pair and wine it was insane so it was a great place so i would tell people go there um, how does it spelled s-e-n-i-a um if you're a fan of pokey hawaii is where to have it it is like it's the indigenous food of the place you know it's kind of like where where it got its start was was pokey there i was like doing research on it so i was like where's pokey from is it chinese or is it japanese blah 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 and i just felt so uncultured so and i found out it really is like more of a polynesian delicacy that comes from japanese roots so there you guys go look at that we're giving you guys some jeopardy little things Mm -hmm. okay This past week, so let's as we fast forward into the Super Bowl just happened. Mm. I didn't really watch. I did. Um, I went and got a massage, (laughs) 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 and I and I timed it so I got home right about five o'clock when they said this halftime show was going to be coming on. So I just got home, turned it on, and it was like just starting. It was like right. I got back from Vegas that day. Uh (laughs) Right as the halftime show was coming. So I Rihanna. I, I, I loved it. I think everyone can shut their mouths Okay. Um, <laughs> because I think that the rumor she's pregnant is, as no, it's confirmed? true. It's confirmed. it's confirmed. She's it's confirmed. Yo, there's a pregnant woman suspended in the air. <laughs> okay. Now that, that like the but... balls, the ball, the ovaries on Rihanna. Okay. Mm-hmm. True. Okay? And like, what's holding her the one little string that was attaching her to the thing. Mm-hmm. right like her, the little harness she's up there super duper pregnant she hasn't performed in seven years the mm-hmm. dancers were killing it that that stage was moving folks it was 
moving. It wasn't yeah. just there. Okay. And you can see like they, they were not allowed to jump. It was like you have like you have to place your feet on those platforms. Like it was very much yeah. okay. Like that was acrobatic. I don't like <laughs> here's when here's my other thing though. Your, your center of gravity is crazy. Like you got to understand. What were Come they on. expecting out of Rihanna? Rihanna has never given us Britney Janet moves. She's never Beyonce'd out. Like Rihanna is not that girl. She's not a dancer. No, you know you're right I mean? about that. When she did SNM with Britney, she did four body roles. I like to be bad and I've got to be good at it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and like, that was it. You know what I mean? Like Rihanna is a swagger. Rihanna is a moment. Rihanna is a music. But the thing is, is right. is not a, Rihanna's not a dancer. So I don't know what we're expecting out of her on that, on that end. And like, um, not only that. Okay. It's a I, live mic too. And, like and, she and, sounded and, great. I'm a boy, right? I'm a boy. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this with empathy towards my females mm -hmm. and people, and not only females, but people and with womb holders, pe people with people with, yeah, people with <laughs> wombs who have given birth or are close to giving birth or, you know, are pregnant. When these girls jump up and down, sometimes they pee. What did you want her doing? <laughs> this is Rihanna. We don't need her pee. She don't need to have a Fergie moment. <laughs> it's something that I heard the other day. Some girl say she was like, when I was pregnant, when I would jump, I would pee. I was like, oh, my God. And Rihanna was sitting there and she was at least moving the feet. You know what I mean? Yes, she was. <laughs> and she was whining like a mofo. Get out of yeah. here. Like, but she on. sounded good. And the thing is, is Rihanna is one of those people that can give you hit after hit after hit after hit. Like she is prolific in that way. You know what I mean? So I'm just waiting to see like who they who they pick next. Um, who is your vibe? Like, who would you like to see on that stage? Like, give me three artists, three band, three artists. Ah, see, bands or artists who can tear oh, that stage up, who can Prince, who can who can Mars, who can do the Beyonce Coldplay, like who 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 is something that's something though too. People well, Lizzo. Complain. Okay, yes, automatically. Lizzo has music now that she could support. That that's one of the Lizzo crazy things. Has, and, Lizzo and gives she, good show, and she hasn't been out for that long, so. But she's but it's like Bruno Mars, where if Bruno Mars hasn't been out that long. Lizzo hasn't been out that long that she should be able to support it. OK, I, I endorse that Lizzo. Okay. Lizzo, for sure. I love her right now, too. I don't know that this. Yeah, she's mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to say she's having a moment because, like, I think she's been the moment for a very long time. And it's like it just keeps getting have, better. People it's, ca right. People. Have it's to like Adele. She's, yeah. She just keeps getting better and better. I mean, they want like Lizzo and Adele have, or at least Lizzo has spoke publicly spoken about doing music with Adele. And mm -hmm. she said she would play flute for Adele. So I think that would be interesting if they did that. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like, I don't know if, um, who could, ah, I've, maybe like the roots. Okay. See, I, they have enough hits hits you know what i mean like hits, they would hits, be I, I think that they would be like a support to somebody else like if you brought like andre 3000 then bring the roots out to like do something huge with them right. you know what i mean like but outcast right. isn't a thing right now so i think that no. that's like a it's not a supply okay i know that taylor swift is there and she's got hits and that sort of thing but at the same time she's such she a ballad girl she don't got like the mm, you know what i mean like yeah. she, don't got, she don't got bite and so I'm just like wondering about that. I feel like Christina Aguilera wants it really bad. 
Like, did you see on her Instagram on Sunday, like she was posting pictures of her and like football outfits and like these things. And I was thinking like, was she doing something with Rihanna today? And she had, yo, what about Lizzo? What about Lizzo, Christina and pink? That'd be cute. Pink could do it by herself because pink does have the hits and pink can dance and she can move. Like that's one of the people that I would say that can do that by herself. Like, dude, if this happens next year, and she, you and she, wizards. And she would, <laughs> and she would be able to fly over that audience. You know, she wouldn't even need the stage. Yes. Like they would just put her on some cords and just throw her body her around. around. She recently, um, did you see her? Oh, did you see like the viral stuff of her with um, Kelly Clarkson singing? No. So she was on the Kelly Clarkson show recently, and they were like singing a few other hits, and like it's like okay now it's it's 2004 again and i want these two to do a tour <laughs> like like kelly clarkson <laughs> kelly clarkson at pink they, that was something kelly clarkson could do the do this i think i think she could pull off a super bowl i don't i don't know though she's like she's she's got the support around her and if it's if rihanna can walk around and and you know do a few dance moves i feel like kelly could do something <laughs> I feel like she's settling into that talk show life, though, so hard. She really is. Her and Drew Barrymore, man, they really just... They yeah, found... and they're good at it. They're so mm-hmm. good at it. Like, they're so relatable. People love talking to them. They ask really great questions. Truly. Um, they they get in there like underwear, so... Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to flip around. Let's start talking about some of these TV shows that I've been, yeah. like, wanting to think. Okay, so I'm going to, so, like... Uh-huh. Who else? Who else is on your list? On my list, I have. I would say Taylor. Let's bring her through. Um, Pink is a really, really good one. My goodness, I want to give us some dead air here, so I just have to kind of think. Like, who else would be on this list? We can't bring Janet back. I think she would no. never stage ever again. What um, is there like a band that's like hitting so crazy? Because we've had is... Maroon Five, we've had Coldplay. Mm-hmm. Um, who's like a band? I don't know I because. Think... I wonder if you like even if they went into like older things and you know what they haven't done country in a long time and I wouldn't that would be oh, something that. Miranda Lambert is that her name that lady the Dixie Chicks that would be a fun one very controversial yo <laughs> America <laughs> yeah I think it's just um yeah I don't know if America could take the take the chicks um okay i'm actually looking real quickly as we're talking on the insider.com okay. they posted 26 musicians we'd love to see perform the super bowl halftime show this is an article by Jet gabby shaw that came out this past week so mm-hmm. um they are putting on here oh you know the weekend actually did it and he didn't even have that much thing out so lizzo really needs to get her ass out there let's get lizzo out yeah, okay let's, let's call get lizzo. lizzo oh um, my god that could be so fun they're saying Ariana Grande. She's got six albums worth of hits, so she has enough music to support 15 minutes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they are also saying, let's bring out Megan Thee Stallion, Do- Doja Cat, Cardi B, SZA, Lizzo, Ice Spice, Lotto. Okay. They're rappers. They want to do like a huge thing with like Nicki Minaj. They would love to see that. That's what this person's saying. Oh my so, like, God. All the f- if, they, if they did something like that, it has to end in like Little Kim. Yeah. Yeah. Bring her. <laughs> Poor girl. That'd she be was, fun. She was a prison and everything, and we don't give her enough. They're saying Jay-Z and Beyonce together because Jay still hasn't done it. And because he, oh. you know, and he's even has lyrics about how he doesn't need it. Uh, they're saying Adam Lambert with Queen. Oh that my could God. Be something. That is yeah. yes. 
And they're saying under shared the 1990 long overdue for show. That would be something because he would bring out people and that could be like a whole thing. Stevie Wonder, yeah. that's legendary. Because, you know, Paul McCartney's in it. Pink. Pink hey. famous for her for her stunts while performing. So they have Pink on the list. Uh, Britney Spears. And she's never done it by herself. You know what I mean? Britney's mm-hmm. done it with other people, but she's never done it by herself. Justin Bieber. Another one they have yeah. on this list. Uh, Drake. He's got enough hits to support Miley Cyrus. I would support that. I think Miley Cyrus would bring us something to watch. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Janet Jackson deserves to make a return, they're saying. I don't know. I think if I'm okay. Oh my girl, this article <laughs> is I should have wrote this article, right? It says, it says here, if we're dreaming big. Perhaps Outcast could reunite on the Super Girl, Bowl stage. Yeah, yeah, that was you. I'm, I'm telling you because that's I've been thinking about like because like we have not had anything from Under 3000 and Big Boy in a long time, no, and no. so I think it's something. Billy Irish, they're saying Billy Irish on this list. Eilish, okay, Eilish. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So those are the people that they have kind of like main main on this article. But I told Alicia you, Alicia Keys isn't on there. No. But she don't have enough like tear down music. Either, you know what I mean? Like Alicia Keys is like uplift, like have her sing the national anthem and go. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I need yeah. to see a whole 13 minutes from her. Cause it'll just like unless they're unless like the New York Giants. But, is but playing, I feel like you know? yeah, but I feel, yeah, but I feel like her and Taylor have similar music where like Taylor is like more pop pop mm-hmm. ballad and she's more pop R and B. Yeah. They're that kind of the something. same, though. Yeah, but on a I different think. side. On different, on different, sides. Two, different spectrum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Be everything all everywhere at once, versions of each other. It's <laughs> <Like, laughs> all that. Okay. So that's so funny. Okay. So let's scoot ourselves over into our television shows that we were talking about. Okay. Have you done any, have you looked at at all this Poker Face series on Peacock? Have you looked at any of that? No, because mm-hmm. so I've only had like I've had the ability to binge like like how you binge in the background, but I can't mm-hmm. binge certain shows in the background. That's one of those shows. I need to pay attention because there's like divination happening and sequences of time. Yeah, like I this I is pretty. Yeah, okay. Here's my review of this. Mm-hmm. Watch it. Watch it, okay. watch it. You guys know I love like you know I love crime dramas. You know I love me some SVU. I'm still watching to this day. Mariska <laughs> yeah. Hargitay right now got a black eye on the show, and her son almost got chopped up by some machetes. But still, um, it's the whole thing. I'm I'm and, loving uh, this SVU SVU naissance that you you're see, going through. Yeah, but the thing is, is like last week, okay. Chris Maloney, right? Okay, so what's going? Okay, we're gonna de- deviate real quickly from Poker Face. We've got to talk about this. Okay, so we got Benson and Stabler and this whole situation that's been going on for twenty years now. So now they're kind of getting closer and closer. And like on his show, they're putting more of the stuff on his organized wait, crime. Wait, what? What year are you in now? Now, current. You're right oh, now. You're current. No, oh, we are no. now. I'm talking okay. last week on the show. I'm talking like like okay. a week on the show. This happened. Okay. Um, I cannot believe you got current with SVU. That's no, such girl. an undertaking. Oh my god! I'm current on all the series, girl. I'm still. <laughs> I'm. I'm like right now catching up on Law and Order original recipe. Like I am. I am in <laughs> crime drama is my is my stuff right now. So what happened was 
um, Olivia, she had this whole situation. They were, they knew her and her son. There was this whole gang war that was going on. They right now have her up in the Bronx and all this other stuff. And mm-hmm. so they had to send her son away so he could be safe. So he was with his other biological family members, blah, blah, blah. So the only person that she trusted to bring him back because of all these double dealings with these cops and like just one of the other partners she had just got killed brutally on the show. Like they killed a guy with machetes. It was And so Stabler is like now back around because he's, you know, he's has the organized crime show. So now Chris Maloney's back in this in the picture. He's the only person that she would trust to bring her son back to her. So he brings her son back. And they're in her kitchen, right? And they're getting really close and they're out to kiss. And then she looks at him, she goes, I just can't do this right now. I just can't. Like, and it was like, are you kidding? I mean, they are right now, because on his organized crime series, they are getting them closer and closer. And now on her show, they're putting it. I mean, any day now we're gonna get this kiss. But the oh thing my is, God. It's, it's costing these networks so much money to get these two to kiss. It's gonna be like a million dollar year for both of them. You know what I mean? Oh like she's gosh. already making plus that because she's a producer on the show. But so all that's going on right now at the SVU like thing. So yes, I would say Law and Order, the the Law and Order universe is doing quite well. It is still addictive. <laughs> and they got all kinds of things going on because they have a whole cash shakeup going on. And so it's just Mariska and Ice T are like the only ones from the old days. Everybody else is kind of like newer. But they're still doing the same like caper things. And right now they've just been doing like longer form. Okay, okay. back into poker face. This is over on Go-go. Peacock. It's on the it's on the <laughs> network. So poker face is very much a she is okay so natasha leone is like the 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 main girl right and we love her we love Um, her she is if jessica fletcher from murder she wrote and colombo from colombo had a baby it would be this bitch right okay and so her whole thing and the whole poker face thing is is that she can tell when somebody's lying it's just a thing it's just a thing Mm -hmm. she has Mm -hmm. it's a tick it's a something it's a feeling and so and they sit there and like you know i'm from boise bullshit i'm from new york bullshit i'm from ohio and she knows you know what i mean like and so she can she's like a human lie detector and so what has happened up until this point is that she um you kind of so i'm going to give you spoilers for the first episode and so we're Mm -hmm. not going to go all the way there but um how every episode starts they start with some exposition and they give us the murder okay they show us so as it's the, like multi, is it, it's multi, she's not trying to solve one giant murder she's on multiple murders or do things no. connect she is now on the run so the whole thing is that she's on the run and each week she solves another crime so the very first episode though sets everything up so she's okay. working she is a cocktail waitress at a casino where she <laughs> spoiler alert spoiler alert spoiler <laughs> alert. she's been kind of put casino before the series ever starts um as a way for the owner of the casino to keep his eye on her because he doesn't her gambling and because she can just sweep out she can clear poker tables you know what i mean mm-hmm, like she knows mm-hmm. she knows who's lying who's folding and that sort of thing so she's making men for all this money and she was doing small games she was never buying in big this guy found, finds out about it and basically tells her he's going to ruin her life she's going to go work at his casino so now she's working at this man's casino well this man has now retired right and his son has now taken over who's plays by adrian brody so mm-hmm. the son now is in charge of the casino. Now, fast forward into our caper that we're getting into that week. So we see the death of um, 
one of our favorite actresses. And so like this, and the show is full of like special people. So I'm giving you guys Ooh. a spoiler. This is a spoiler. It happens in the first five minutes of the first episode. So I'm going to just tell you. So Dasha Polanco, you know, uh-huh. uh, who's always on TikTok and Instagram, but you know, she played, she was on um, Orange is the New Black and everything else. I love Dasha. But so Dasha is, she's, in the very first five minutes, she's killed. We see her murder happen and everything. And then we bounce into, then the credits roll and now we get bounced into the past. And now we're gonna see how Natasha Natasha's character, Charlie, is now of what's happened, okay? So then we're gonna see everything from her point of view. So things like when people are on the phone, she might've been the other side of the phone, blah, blah, blah. You know okay. what I mean? So we're gonna- uh-huh. so, so they rewind and now we're going to see. So then we see that person who was killed or whatever. We see it through her eyes. So we see yeah. her, we see her, whatever. And then while she's, and then while the show is happening, that we see the murder happen again, but mm-hmm. through her, but through her eyes. And then she has to now solve the crime. So in the first episode, she solves the crime and the casino family i'm not going to give it away but they basically they put her she's on the run from them because they want to um get revenge for the things that she unveils when she solves this crime so now she's on the run benjamin bratt plays cliff i who is basically the casino head of security who's now chasing her through the through the countryside so now she's in a car and she is driving cross country on the run from this guy so she doesn't want to get killed so each week, so that's the first episode. So the second episode, the next week, she finds herself at another, you know, at a stop along the way. And she's learning how to be a woman of the road. And then she's mm-hmm. gigging and that sort of thing. And she learns the rules of not being followed. And then she's also making friends of which somebody's always going to get killed. And then she has to solve their murder in each place that she goes. <laughs> so it's like each week is a new thing, but it's like, Chloe Sevigny, girl, um, Judith, Judith Light, Esipatha, uh, Ellen okay. Barkin, the people the, we want to see, the people that you want to see. Like I'm looking at the cast list. I haven't have not come in yet, but it looks like Rhea Perlman's in it. Luis Guzman, um, Cleo Duvall's coming this season. Like we haven't even seen their episodes, but like Joseph Gordon, Gordon Levitt is like now on like the. Oh, my. So yeah, like, this is good. This is it's, it's like act, it's like an actor's show. And it feels like old school murder she wrote Columbo, like the credits in the beginning. It feels like an old 1980s, like early 80s television show, like 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 crime solving crime, Columbo. Crime solving. Yeah, like where you put all crime the pieces drama. together. It's fabulous. I'm telling everybody, watch it, watch it. It got renewed for a season two already because it's so good. It's produced by Animal House um productions or films or whatever. And that is owned by like Maya Rudolph and Amy Poehler. So they're the two like creative heads behind this. Mm-hmm. Amy Poehler and Natasha Leone have a really great relationship because Amy did the Russian Doll series on Netflix. She produced that as well with Natasha. She's so, also Maya's best friend. Yeah, Natasha they're all like, yeah. yeah. Okay, and then I'll have that. Um, sidelining, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey are going on tour. What? When did that? This? What? No, when was that yeah. announced? So it just got announced this past week. Amy and Tina are going on tour. Um Let's look at it real quickly. Tour tickets, they were expensive too, because when I was looking, um, like they're like 
real thing. So it's called the Restless Leg Tour. It starts April 28th in Washington, D.C. And it'll be in D.C. It's going to be in Chicago. It's going to be in Boston. It's going to be in Atlantic City. Atlantic City and not New York City, which is weird. I'm hoping that they add more to this tour because it's all East Coast right now. So, and it goes through April through June. So I'm hoping that we get more of this. I'm really thinking about going home and like seeing this, like, cause. Where are they playing Midwest? Ohio? Chicago? They're doing DC. So that's not too far from where my parents live, but tickets are okay. They're too bad. So if you want to get up front, oh girl, orchestra center is $3,000. Is this Beyonce? What is happening? Oh no. Okay. I'm looking at this in live time, but so who I am hoping that's not for real. Like this is, this has to be like a secondary site. In DC? Yeah. And so, yeah, this is a whole thing. Anyways, PS, um, this is just between me, you and the listeners. Yes. I'm going to, for my birthday, I got Beyonce tickets. (gasps) Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm going on September 4th. I'm going to be going to the uh, Inglewood show here in LA or up in LA. It's her birthday. It's, it's a day after birthday. my birthday. It's a day after my birthday and it's on you her birthday. You got tickets on Beyonce's birthday for her show? Yes, I did. Who are you? And they're not <laughs> terrible tickets and we did not spend thousands. So who they were, owed you? They, they, they were expensive. My my partner. This is like what, this is what like kind my of mob boss. Are you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we will have a review of the Beyonce concert when it happens. But I'm going on her birthday, and it's like my birthday technically too. So it's just like in, in she's Sandy gonna know. Lee? No, this is gonna be in this is, it'll be in L. A. It'll be okay. up in uh, in Inglewood. She's performing there at the okay. new Sophie Center. So I'm very excited about that. Um. Anyways, so. That's cute. Okay, let's switch gears. Let's talk about Cruel Summer, this TV show that you brought to me. This is an American teen drama. It's an anthology series. They are going to be doing a season two, but it is not going to be based. It's not going to be continuing the story from season one. So you guys can just watch season one and never pick it up again if you guys don't want to. So this is set in the fictional town of Skyland, Texas. Uh, Each episode focuses on the same day over of three different years 1993 1994 and 1995 the series follows two teenage girls kate wallace and her beloved and a uh, is a beloved popular girl who one day disappears without a trace at the hands of their new vice principal martin harris mr harris um Jeanette Turner is a socially awkward teenager who blossoms after katie's disappearance as she takes over certain aspects of social life so she becomes this bitch essentially after she <laughs> yeah. gets she disappears so found alive a year later kate accuses jeanette of witnessing her abduction but not reporting which results in jeanette becoming the most despised person in the united states um through a protracted legal battle and fractured families friendships and relationships everyone scrambles to pick sides as the true story unfolds with the rumors and no one knowing who to believe jeanette turner um, who looks like she's hiding something or to believe Kate, who's been locked up, who has her own secrets. Girl, I did not know what to expect from this series. Yes. So the very <laughs> first episode, y'all. Okay, so I was watching this and I was like, okay, what is this? Because not only that, but the thing was, this is on Freeform. And I don't know about you guys, but I am like, um, 
I don't know. I have my own thoughts about like what's going to be on free form. You know what I mean? It's almost like watching like ABC family, you know, and I was just like certain series that I never got into, but this it's produced by Jessica Beale. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's part of, it's part of her thing. And she's been doing, she's been turning out some good stuff lately. This. She's, was, I feel like she's, she's in her villain era and her villain era is so delicious. This had so many <laughs> twists and turns. You guys, this is one of those shows. It's a quick watch too. I think it's like 10 episodes. It's, it's, yeah, it's 10 episodes. Um, It's very 90, 1990s nostalgic. And you see like in the very beginning when they first introduced you to Jeanette, um, She's like this awkward 1993 teenager and you can like smell the fruit stripe gum. You know what I mean? Like it's like she's <laughs> she's been eating gushers and they're stuck in her braces because she's like the yep. girl with the braces and the glasses. She gets a you go girl like necklace has like a whole storyline of its own in the whole series. Um but yeah, so it's like this girl and she's got her two best friends and they her her dad is a real estate he's in real estate and she goes and they, they take keys from their dad's from her dad's uh, office and they play hide and go seek in these homes that are for sale. And so that's a part of their whole summer, they're going to, they have a bucket list for the summer of dares. Is it dares? It's yeah. Like the bucket list of the, yeah, the different dares and things that they're going to do. So they're stealing things they're taking different things. Like there's all these different, you know, pieces of, to the aspect of this puzzle, but so they break into this guy's house and they don't know it's this guy's house. It's a for sale home. And then while they're playing hide and go seek, her friends are hiding and she gets found by the new owner of the home, who is this Mr. Mr. Harris, who is now the new vice principal who's just moved to the neighborhood, who's like 22 years old or something like he's not very, very much older. But then he now gets into a relationship with this like 16 year old girl, completely grooms. I mean, like. It is a crazy, yeah. crazy storyline. How many yeah. different things? So there's like lots of triggers and I'm giving away like little little clues as to what happens, but I don't want you to know with whom things happen. And there's an ab- there's like an abduction, somebody goes missing. And then who's actually witnessed this girl in her abduction? Because it's like you put the blame on one and then you see another one sees. And then they do a whole turn at the end. That last scene, that last five minutes, not going to give away right here, but that last five minutes when you see Jeanette walking through the house and like in what you said, <laughs> like there's a technical thing, you know? Um, I just, I think the storytelling is crazy. Like jumping three timelines like that. Mm-hmm. And then the thing about it is also like, what is it like 90 it's 93 94 Four, 95, 95. Mm-hmm. and and that leap like 93 94 95 if you were there you know that those years like they're only third there's only 36 months they mm-hmm. it's 36 months but it's like the like the world fashion the world music the whole shit flipped in 36 months like the world became like a different well, kind of like kind aesthetic. of they they kind of almost set it up. Okay, like this is a weird thing, and so we can get like real technical here. So it starts in 1993, and then it, it goes to 1995, and you see the changeover too from like the early 90s, like that that it's the tag left that that's left over from the 80s. So everything's still a little bit bright. We still have the Nickelodeon, you know, neon colors and that sort of thing. And then this thing happens in 1994 where 
Nirvana, Kurt Cobain, you know, Kurt Cobain dies in 94, you know, so that grunge and the innocence is lost and now it's gritty. And that's what happens with this series is that you go from this innocence of 1993 and then as they show you 94 and 95, it's like, oh, we are in the grunge era. We are we are now in this place where things are not as commercial and cute as the 80s you know what i mean like we're in the real bulk of like the 90s which is now which is later on falls out and then becomes you know we get to like the bad boy era of things and puffy comes out (laughs) like like after this (laughs) like but it's it's great like it is a total throwback to the 1990s those, those those days the storytelling in it is pretty solid um the music is so good yeah and don't let yeah they like if you are a fan of the cranberries and a remix of the cranberries, I mean, like go for a series because it really is it's emo and, and those sorts of things. But yeah. don't let their ages and like the whole fact that like they're like 14 years old in the beginning throw you off because the story is crazy with with all the things that they like kind of address in it. It is very um, this could have been on Peacock. This could have been on like a different channel. So Thank you, Agatha, for bringing this to us here at Baldwin. You're Bald and so Bingeable. welcome. <laughs> oh my God, it's it. It was just so good, and like the whole thing with the grooming, like mm-hmm. that storyline, because like it, it's a not like it's innocuous. Is that the word innocuous? Or like it's benign, like it's not. It doesn't seem like anything, and then all of a sudden. You're kidnapped you're, in a basement. Yeah. <laughs> it's the whole thing. It's just like, what happened here? What happened here? And then, yeah. And the the idea of who's the villain. I feel like everyone mm-hmm. was the villain at some point. Oh, everybody. Because everybody either something here, something, rumors, blah, blah, blah. Like, so some, everybody plays the bad guy at some point during. At some point. Even like your favorite character. Because there's like the one character who kind of reminded me of Kibby Gibbler. You know what I mean? Like she looked like the, best, the other best friend because it's like two girls and there's the other girl who's on the outside, you know, who's the other friend. And that girl, you're like, you like love her. And then you realize, oh, she's been doing some villainous stuff too. She's covering things up because she, you know, she wants to, to seem more innocent than what she is. I mean, like, it's fabulous. It's a good show. Watch it, watch it, watch it. Okay. Flipping over to another show featuring a teenage girl, because <laughs> that's what we're doing today. <laughs> Jenny and Georgia. Okay. okay. This was like the number one show on Netflix, like like around the holidays. And I didn't know why. And so I started watching in December. What do you think? I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I like it. Have you watched it at all? Yes. I So okay. I, I got on the Jenny and Georgia thing before it was Christmas popular. Okay. Um, so I, I had already, like the last time I was on the show, I'd already, uh-huh. like I had already watched it like a, a while ago and I like, I like it, but there's just something about it that like, and it might be that it's like, I think it's. There's something that I mean, holds, that holds me out a little bit. You know what I mean? There's, yes, there's like, but- there's like an arm up, like I'm like hugging it, but at the time if there's like an arm up saying like I don't want to completely I don't know what it is I know what you're talking about there's something yes, serious something about I, mean, I have to eat the series you know it was something that I can pick up drop pick up drop you know what I mean like yes, so this is yes. this series has taken me since Christmas time to watch all the way up until now and I just finished the second season and it's only like you, 10 oh, episodes you did. I didn't I I'm only on episode I passed I just did episode one on that okay 
season two Cause like you because like you said like i wasn't like salivating for it i was exactly. like exactly uh, i was like and it's been out for a while so mm-hmm. like and i and i saw it before everybody else cared to see it but i was like oh i guess if it comes around it comes around if it doesn't it doesn't um this yeah, one they did something so okay so this is about angsty and awkward 15 year old Ginny miller who often feels more mature than her 30 year old mother the irresistible and dynamic georgia miller after years on the run georgia desperately wants to put down roots in the picturesque new england town and give her family something they've never had normal life but it's not all carpool and kombucha as georgia's past threatens her and her family's new way of life and georgia will do anything to protect her family okay so Let's just talk about season one. We can give away some like little spoilers and that sort of thing. I don't want to get into season two since you're not all the way through there. Season two, I will say by episode four of season two, I was kind of hooked in a little bit more. They reined me in and I got and I got like I would say I watched like six episodes in like the past like week, week and a half. Like I've picked it up a lot more often because they did something with the storytelling. And it was one that I didn't want to like how you were saying a minute ago about poker face, like put it on the background mm-hmm. because Ginny and Georgia does trips to the past when they mm-hmm. showed Georgia when she was younger and her past um, abusive and toxic relationships that she's had. There's a lot more of that bouncing to the past because they introduce um, Austin's dad in this new season. Oh. So, yeah, so we have a new introduction of another character and then there's some other things because, um, okay. I am completely crushed out over Joe, the guy who plays Joe Raymond, a black, the guy with the big beard who runs the, um, yes, the he, was in, he was in I zombie, right? Yeah. Was he the one? Yeah. He so. was in that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, he's, yeah. he's your eye candy guy. He's, he's, he's the guy who you guys will get into the series watching. Okay. That's for all the gay boys out there who like a pretty face to look at. He's the good, he's the good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. So with the series, like the first season, um, when they start showing you like Georgia's crimes, you know what I mean? That she is committed and what they're alluding to what she's what she's done. And now we have her like being investigated by a by a personal investigator who they don't really clearly say. So like the family of the husband that they just recently left is who put the P.I. on her, you know, Um because he died under mysterious circumstances at this point, And that's what they feel. And so they aren't releasing Georgia's money that she should get from her last one to her. But then we're now starting to pick up other things. This storyline with the two, the big thing about this show that I hate to say groundbreaking, but it's the thing that people are really talking about and they've latched onto because this has become, I guess, one of the, number one shows for african-american households to watch family oh wow yeah. interesting okay so yeah let me find that real quickly as we're talking about this but so Ginny is um she's biracial her dad is black her mom is white and they really do i do like how they confront a lot of that and how like her yeah. mom doesn't get to just understand her just because she's her mom like she doesn't get that she's black she's She's treated like a black girl and her mom isn't able to protect Relate her from at that. all. Yeah. Her mom can't protect and, her from all that stuff. Yeah. At all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it's, I like that about the show that it talks 
openly about race. And then the thing about Jenny also is that she is the only black person in her family, mm-hmm. right? In terms of like her mom and her brother, right? And because her dad doesn't, you know, her, her dad, dad doesn't live there. Yeah, he doesn't live there. And he she doesn't live with her father. So yeah, I I think that like her her struggles and now they've moved to this like very white town in Connecticut. And then the the other interesting thing is that like Georgia doesn't come from money. Like she was a runaway teen, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so like the idea that like she's just trying to kind of like find the stability and find the comeuppance and like she's really smart and she's really dynamic but she's at the end of the day she was just a a teen mom trying to struggle and and get get through and get by right so like this isn't her world either this is like her 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 aspiration yeah but the fact that she her mom can hide behind yeah color and she cannot she is she's out there so this is an article that had come out and you can find it it's from the rap um and some other things but black households were 25 uh, percent more likely to watch the new season premiere of jenny and george on netflix than the average u.s household new data from samba tv showed highlighting the appeal of the shows with the diverse cast georgia jenny and georgia is proving to be one of the more popular netflix premieres among diverse audiences over indexing among black households and its sophomore season premiere said samba tv president dallas lawrence what we are seeing time and time again shows that to invest in cast members that look like their audience then they will perform well in today's crowded streaming content marketplace the first episode of the show's second season scored over 1.1 million u.s households in its first four days available to stream um and it outpaced the first episode of emily in paris season three and dead to me season three sins of our mother it killed everything else so basically netflix is investing in Ginny and georgia right now so um kind i of thought amazing. that was such a great great episode too because mm-hmm. i think the other thing about it is that um like i mean i just talked about how georgia is she like she's basically she is a poor white teenage mom right mm-hmm. and then Ginny's father from an abusive from, situation, yeah, from an abusive what, home and, and who, blah, the, blah, blah. who who Georgia? Yeah, Georgia. She yeah. comes from right. Yeah, right. And she's 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 got that struggle, and then but Jenny's father, as far as I know so far in the story, I mean, I don't know what he's well to do. Are, he's well yeah, to do. Yeah, like he's middle. It, he's a middle class, educated black man, right? It and becomes so, part like, of the storyline. You're going to yeah. meet his family this season. You're going to meet his mom and dad. I mean, like this season. I'm telling you, this season was better than the first season they set up really really good story arcs and i finished it last night and i was like oh i'm ready for the next season now because they ended it in such a way too that it was like oh we're here i mean there's they do some big swings this season so i don't want to like give it away but i mean like there's guns there are new things there's drinking i mean there's all kinds of stuff and then we also um really head into the fact that Ginny also self-harms and so yes. they the really mental health aspect of everything. Yeah, yeah, they they attack that. Like they they really really go in on all these different like um storylines and these different you know subjects and things like that. So I would say I'm I'm into it. I'm surprised that I, I'm I'm so glad that you've like watched already part of it. So as we talk about this, <laughs> but like yeah, so Ginny and Georgia. Okay, we have to be wrapping up pretty soon. So let's touch upon these other shows real quickly. HBO, The Last of Us. 
Have you watched any of this in this? No, whole... I have no. I I have no idea. Is that the Pascal? No. Yes, yes, Pablo okay. Pascal. Okay, yes. how do we? How do you feel about Pablo Pascal? What is? What are your thoughts? Uh, he's so cute, right? Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. He's, really, he's a really good-looking man. Um, you know, he did really great on SNL. Mm-hmm. Did you see? Fabulous. Yes. Also, can, can, can we discuss that, that that sketch where he played the mom was the yes. first time that I think in SNL history there was a half Spanish, half English sketch. Mm. Like I don't think there's ever been one on network. To, like, I've never I've never seen a sketch in half in Spanish, half in English on SNL. Yeah, I wonder. I haven't. I think I think that was pretty groundbreaking. No one's talked about it yet, but I think it was the first time. Well, I think the other thing too is, is like our households are looking at it because it was like he played um, quickly when she when okay we're talking about the Pablo Pascal sketch <laughs> when when the he's playing the old woman who who uh, his son brings his new girlfriend home to him you know mm-hmm. for, for dinner and when she comes in with the vegan sliders and she, yeah. she goes okay i'll put these away and she throws them away <laughs> but the then she's but she saves the bag when she saved the bag <laughs> holds it and puts it and like puts it underneath i was like that's it yes. that's it that, that's that it. was perfect that was, that was a little touch you know what i mean Nailed it. and if you don't know what that is then you don't if you know you know that's one mm-hmm. of those if you know you know moments yeah you'll have plenty of bags when you go to my mom's house like there will be <laughs> the shopping bags all kinds Mm-hmm. All kinds. But the way All that the he go- just, he saved it so nicely, <laughs> like oh, with yeah. the, the vegan sliders. Um, <laughs> so, but yes, love him. So this show over on HBO, I don't know if you heard. Um, if you so don't want to, it's a zombie show. So I don't know if you're. Uh-uh. That's why I haven't touched it. Okay. okay. So my irrational fear. Yeah, zombies. I remember we talked about zombies. this. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Here is my thing. I can tell you. To be part of the conversation and also just to watch some beautiful television story, you can watch episode three because there's no there's one zombie in the whole episode, and it's um and all you do Why is you I, s- and you see what? and you see the, and you just see the zombie's face. So it's just like a stage makeup face and like some rocks, and Bella Thorne she or whatever her name is um Bella Ramsey not Bella Thorne Bella Ramsey who plays the the main girl Ellie in this. Um, who Bella is not, um, Bella, Bella is non-binary, so we're going to call them them, um, mm-hmm. unless we're talking about Ellie, and that's a girl character, so it's going to be confusing. But anyways, so mm-hmm. Ellie and the story, they're inside of like this basement, and she goes down into like this basement thing. I'm giving away like a spoiler for episode three, but when she's down there and they kind of give you that eerie feeling, is she going to find something? And she's completely like, she's fine, but there's like this rock tumble, like these rocks like avalanched in there. And she just sees the face of like one zombie and she ends up killing that zombie. But the rest of the story from the third episode. So this is the thing that everybody's talking about. So if you guys have been living under a rock, every gay man, but um, for everybody else. And if you like a good love story, episode three is where it's at. So the last of us is post-apocalyptic action horror drama. It takes place 20 years after a species of cordyceps fungus infects humanity, turning those who inhale its toxic spores into animalistic zombie-like infected. The first game puts you in the control of Joel. So this is like based on a, a, a game, you know, like a, a role play game, you know what I mean? That sort of a thing, a, a video game, a role play game. Um, 
Joel's a gangster inhabiting a quarantine zone in Boston, Massachusetts, one of the few spots of civilization still living under martial law and extreme scrutiny. Partner by several nations, tests, deal, deal, smuggle, and intimidate on a daily basis to maintain a standard of comfort in the bleakest of times. They get roped into smuggling a child named Ellie out of the quarantine zone. And as the official synopsis puts it, what starts as, as a, job soon, a job soon becomes a brutal, heartbreaking journey as they both both must traverse across the U.S. and depend on each other for survival. So what it is is that she is um, immune to this disease, you know, to this to this viral fungus that is like going around that essentially people like breathe it in and then the fungus takes over their inside of their body. So they're not really so they're like these, but the fungus has taken over animated by like this almost like an alien you know what i mean and you know that's so, a real thing right yeah so it's gross and that's the thing they base it <laughs> off of all that um and like in the very first episode like when they go like when they do like a flashback into like when like these this russian woman or whatever she finds it you know she's doing like this test and like what do we do and she's like just bomb everything because this is going to take over the world and so it does and so the very first episode is like you're seeing the fallout of everything in like 1993 i think it is and then or 2003 and then i think it's 2003 yeah it's 2003 in the very beginning and then they bounce 20 years into the future now it's 2023 so it's now. And so this this show takes place now in like this post-apocalyptic world. Can't say that two, three times fast. But um, in the third episode, it's the one with Murray Bartlett and Nick Offerman. And it is what they did was is they um, the showrunner and the writers of the show have taken their own artistic liberties with a lot characters that are in the show and ellie in the show is actually a lesbian the little girl is like she's she's a lesbian her character is and so she's a queer character and then they've introduced other queer characters and one of them being bill who's a character that is introduced in the show and bill talks about in the game he talks about his partner frank but in the game you never see frank so hbo took the artistic liberty and they gave bill and frank a love story and it mm -hmm. is the most beautiful story, Aggie. So you could just fast, you could even fast forward the whole beginning of when you see Bella and when you see, Pe when you see Pablo Pascal and you see Bella Ramsey, you can just fast forward through that part because it's a capsule episode because it's just that one part of their love story is what you want to watch. I'll watch so, zombies for a good love story. Yeah, but it's I, episode. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be uncomfortable the entire freaking time. All the lights are going to be on. But I'm telling you right now, there's only one zombie <laughs> in the beginning. There's no more zombies the whole rest of the time because then they just okay. give you a beautiful love story. So what it is is Bill is like this doomsday prepper who, you know, the government is coming to town very a la Nazi and they're rounding up all the people and they're taking them away on like trains and carts and that sort of a thing. And a lot of people they're they're killing because they have no nothing to do put put them or if they're infected, blah, 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 blah. So as that's happening, Bill, who's played played by Nick Offerman, is like sitting in his basement, spoiler alert, he is um Basically, you know, he's got his whole security system and everything else, and he's been prepping for for the bad things to happen. And so now he's down there with his gun and the people leave and they take all the people with them. And now he's in this town by himself. So he has put up his own um, gates and fences and booby traps and everything else. And he lives alone in his home and he's got a few other buildings. So he's got his own little town. And one day 
when he is as he's walking around his property he finds a man inside of one of the booby traps that he built who's played by murray bartlett he's stuck in this hole and so where 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 are you from you know i was with some friends traveling from boston there was 10 of us i'm the only one that's left everybody else has been killed blah 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 okay well you have to get out of here that's fine but you know will you feed me first so great so he's gonna feed him like one special meal and they're just two guys, two big burly, you know, dudes with big beards and everything else. They're very, very like the bears are loving this, right? Uh, <laughs> so like in the pop culture aspect. So Bill and Fred, Frank, they, you know, he takes them in. They have dinner and there's like little things that Frank is picking up on, you know, he's family. You know what I mean? Like he pairs a duck with this beautiful wine and that sort of mm -hmm. thing. And then there's this moment where he goes through his stuff and he's like, okay, well, thank you so much. And oh, I, he sees a piano and they haven't heard piano because the world is over. You know what I mean? He hasn't heard music in all these mm -hmm. years. So he goes through the piano desk and he's looking and he sees like Chopin and all these other, you know, things. And he's like, this isn't yours. This isn't yours. And then he pulls out Linda Ronstead and he's like, this is yours. <laughs> and then he and he starts playing long long time you know i'm gonna love you you know you know that whole song so he starts playing that badly and like you could just see bill's like ugh. and then bill sits down and he plays the song and he's, he's playing it you can see they both kind of get a little emotional because they haven't you know thing and then when frank tells him you know oh so what girl you know that must be for a girl he was like no you're wrong it was what it wasn't a girl and so the two of them are looking at each other and they have like this moment, they have a kiss. And then like Frank tells them, go take a shower, Bill. <laughs> like, <laughs> and like, and then like, it just, it's, it's a beautiful love story between the two of them. And, and I don't want to give away all the things for you here because there's just, there's a beautiful moment where Frank gives him a gift and the things that they say to each other. It is one of the, it's a hallmark story in the middle of like this apocalypse, you know, kind of like show. Tale. And so, and it's the thing that people are latching onto. So now we're like at episode five, like last, like these past two weeks, um, we've introduced Melanie Lindsay, uh, Lindsay, um, Linsky, who's been like in like, um, oh my God, black, black, Black jacket, blue, yellow jackets. Oh my God, black jackets. Jesus Christ. Yellow jackets. She's in that TV show. But Melly Lindsay's been in a lot of stuff. She's like every like mm -hmm, one of your favorite mm -hmm. actresses that you've yes. seen, like in everything. She's she now been in, she's now a character a in. Yeah. You're not mm -hmm. going to want to watch any more of this because you don't like the um the uh the whole zombie thing because as episode four and five it gets pretty intense so like stick like to episode how, three like how bad is it like like um there's like, like hordes yeah there's like, hordes yeah uh -uh, there's some hordes no, that happen no, no, and no, like no, no 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 yeah and a lot of them and it's and they're ugly because they look like like mushroom heads and like mushroom people and all this kind of thing so it's like oh, that might thing. make me laugh though yeah well there's like <laughs> they're these not they're not undead looking some of them are and then some of them are they look like like they have like a, they don't it. have I'll, like one I'll, of them doesn't have eyes anymore he's like mushroom for a face and like he just has teeth like i'll watch it and i'll text you <laughs> yeah i don't want to be responsible for you not sleeping for a few nights so i'm just saying so i'm not okay. getting any sleep anyway so <laughs> yes okay we've been on for like over an hour so we need to like cut ourselves off right here but before we go away is there anything that you need to tell the people they need to be watching right now what is a, a must watch it now or forever hold your peace 
Oh my gosh. What if and it I... better it cannot be that seven, that 90s show on Netflix because it is terrible. I'm just giving you guys all that warning right now. We're not even gonna review it. It's oh. just that 90s show, and I really had hopes for it because they have Kitty and Gred and it just it down the tubes, blap. Not for me. Anyways, so what are we watching? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Cause I'm like I'm doing a Kardashian rewatch. Okay, so I mean, that I so should, that's so I that's your recommendation. Even call it. I guess your, it is. Okay. I shouldn't even call it a rewatch because it's like I've never really watched the show. It's just like the show is on and you see it. You know what I mean? And you don't need mm-hmm. to know what's going on. But I was like, I've never actually watched this in chronological order. Ralph, ever. it's me, Todd Crane. Are you at that part <laughs> Auntie, yet? Oh my God, way past that. Auntie um, Chris, it's me. Auntie Chris. That's <laughs> yes. one of my favorite things. And it's so stupid. And I hate him i hate scott disick because he's like the most like he failed up you know what i mean like he he did nothing and got the world and he doesn't even have to be with her you know what i mean like he's just right he's got the life Um, i just i'm i'm just re-watching it and so have you watched the series or you just watching the old no i'm just watching the old one because i like i said i've never done this in like Here's the thing about the, the phenomenon of them is that like you you couldn't you can't avoid them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're in, in literally everything. And so because of that, I was like, you know what? Let me watch this in chronological order and let me see why any of this even happened. Like, how did it happen? It's, it's kind fascinating, of like- though. You watch it and you realize the reason why it happened is because they're a family. And that was the attractive thing about it is that you watch it and you see that this family is is just being a family and i think that's really what attached people it was kind of but, post- but they were it, but i have i have a lot of my friend says i'm getting my phd in kardashian um but, but like they were primed for this like mm-hmm. they have they they were always being filmed by their father and their mother like all of their stuff all their christmases all their birthdays going to hang out at grandma and grandpa's like they were cons like there's so much footage of these people before their reality TV show that it's insane. Like they were ready. My for mom, it. my mom can do that though. Like I can tell you right now at my mom's house. I mean, my whole from the time that like I would say like second grade, we would be getting video. I remember in grade, my mom would rent a video camera from the store videotape whatever play or easter whatever else and take the video camera back and then eventually she got her own camcorder and she started Mm -hmm. recording everything so we have archives of like footage from the late eight all the way through the all the way through like when i graduated high school that i probably have the same entertainer you are yeah (laughs) that you broadcast all your life out there because your mom is video camera but but like it it gives you it's a muscle that like Mm -hmm most of us just started growing with the social media age, but like a bunch of us were already kind but of, she, but you watch it. on that show, you watch her create the selfie and she has the selfie book while the show is on, you know what I yes, mean? Yes, That's like, the other thing. It's like, yeah. literally they would take some nothing and make it something. And to me, that's freaking fascinating. Well, that's I'm the like, thing oh. is, it's just like everybody, it's like 
all these things that we take for granted now that this family kind of was on the front of and stuff. I probably just lost yeah. a ton of listeners because we're like, hey, we love the Kardashians. But no, I, I don't love the Kardashians. Love I said we're doing yeah. a rewatch and we're, we're learning just, some shit. <laughs> it is. It is. It is addictive, though. Like, I will give you that. And I had and I I want to say that I probably binged like before the pandemic. This is like way like 2000, probably 17, 18. I watched like all like the the kardashian like seasons one through whatever was out that time like 18 or whatever it was um and it's just it's just fun mushy reality tv you know what i mean like i completely completely get that so that's what so that's, is telling you guys to listen to I'm, or watch that's what i'm watching <laughs> but i'm also like watching it with a critical eye of like how did this happen and where like what's what like i'm i'm picking it apart i'm not like oh my god this is so fun this is so interesting i'm more like how how did all these things you're like doing like anthropology on these girls yes. <laughs> like i can't forensic so i love it okay <laughs> i'm gonna tell you all to watch the traders it's on peacock it came out a little bit ago um and uh oh, it that's is, with um that's it's on peacock with alan, yeah it's a reality show with alan cumming it's, oh can i say one more thing uh-huh i think i found my housewives franchise that i'm going to be into what is it? Miami. I think oh. I'm going to be really into yes. Miami. Watch this most recent. Yeah, we can talk about that in one second. Okay, so let me tell you about the traders and we'll jump to that and then we're going to close ourselves out. Okay, so the um, the traders is like very much like, have you ever played like mafia? Like, you know, like a dinner party or whatever, you know, or like, okay, the mafia is like a really nice version of like heads up, seven up. Remember that in high in, in No. Okay. No. So essentially, okay, so that was like a a childhood game when we were like kids. Heads up, seven up, teacher would go around and she would make everybody put their heads down and she would pick three people in the room. And those three people had to go around and tap like three other people. And then oh, I remember this. And then everybody put their heads up and then who tapped me, you know what I mean? And you had to Mm -hmm. guess which of those people that she had picked or whatever. So now we're going to fast forward and we're going to make this an adult game. And so there's been like the Trader UK, there's been a Trader Australia, now they have the Traders in the United States, except for this takes place in Scotland. It's Alan Cumming. It is contestants from The Bachelor, contestants from Survivor, contestants from Big Brother, um, we have Housewives, we have people from like Winterhouse, and then we also have just regular people like you and me up in there, right? And so they all go to Alan Cumming and quote unquote uh, his mansion, but it's not really his mansion, but the thing is his castle, you know, mm-hmm. in Scotland. And they're there to compete, um, c- complete challenges and whatnot for money. And that money at the end will be given to whoever is the winner, whoever outlasts and outwits everybody else that's in the house. But what he has done is Alan has uh, basically done, tells everybody to put their heads down, you know, and he mm-hmm. picks three people to be the traders. And the three traders are going to um, sabotage the other people in the house because they want to take the money for themselves. And so each night, those three traders and the rest of the people in the house, so everybody else that was not picked to be a trader, is called a... Um, and now I'm going to forget it. It just left my head a second ago. Victim. No, the, the, a, faith, a faithful, a faithful, <laughs> a faithful. A faithful. There we go. So they're Alan Cummings <laughs> faithfuls and then they're the traders. And so the traders each night you go to bed and at night there's me 
and they decide to go to somebody's room and kill them. So each night somebody is murdered in the house. And then the next morning at breakfast, you go to breakfast and they just keep you keep coming in and you're waiting to see who does not show up to breakfast the next day. And like that person has been murdered. They've been given a letter underneath the door and tell them to get the get out of Dodge. And so they the purpose of the faithfuls is to figure out who out of these people that are there are the traitors by like talking. And, and wedding and that kind of thing and who are the traders because each day at the end of the day after after you're done with all of your challenges you with the other people in the house and you don't even know if you can trust the person next to you because you don't know who's a faithful and who's a traitor so mm-hmm. you have no idea so you are just making alliances with people who might stab you in the back or people who really are good to you and so what you're doing then is then you're trying to, you're talking to people behind. Okay. So I, I do you think that this person is, yeah, I think that they might be, but you might be the traitor. You know what I mean? But I'm telling you like what, what I'm thinking. So you have to pick and choose your friendships wisely. And so, at, cause at the end of the day, after you're done with your challenges that to make your money, you get to vote off somebody and that person better be a traitor that you voted off. Cause somebody else is going to be dying tonight. So the the faithfuls is to vote off all the traitors and the traitors at the same time trying to kill everybody else off as this process goes through so this would not work with the poker face girl <laughs> no it is exactly this is a fa- bringing that back um but it's it's a fabulous like game show it's fun it's alan coming you can tell alan coming is having a ball doing it too he's like in all these this he gets so it's to be not really gonna dramatic. last that long then because there's it's not that ten, many people it's, it's 10 episodes so it's a quick binge um and they just announced that andy cohen is going to host a reunion because it needs one because the backstabbing that happens in this house like the kate chastain from below deck the trouble she gets herself into brandy glanville is in this and brandy like um spoiler of all spoilers brandy gets kicked out in the second episode people already know this because it's all over the place but she's as fuck and she guesses who the traitors are and that's why that she gets killed because they know that she's on to them so they are the house really quickly so it's just um it's a it's it's a fun you know show if you like a survivor if you like a big brother that kind of a thing it's a fun show to watch and then it has your other people in it so i would say the traitors is like kind of my recommendation for this week and um do you have a crush this week is there anybody that you're loving who am I loving? Um, what is my crush? Oh my god, I feel so on the spot. Um, is it Pablo? <laughs> it was, might he, be. He was almost mine. Raymond a black, which is from Ginny and Georgia, because his little beard and everything, so cute. No, it's 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 Creed. It's the other guy in Creed. That guy. In Creed. That's. Yes. Not not Michael E. Jordan. No. It's no, I have um, to think of it. The Jonathan Majors. Oh, Jonathan Majors. Yes. I was having a couple. I went on a little like, you know how sometimes you see somebody and you're like, oh, interesting. And then you start Googling things about them. <laughs> yeah. So I, I had a little so, Jonathan Majors. So do you know all the things that Jonathan Majors has done? No, I was just really surprised at, at all the things that he's like. Oh, like in the I do know the who this is. Yeah. Yeah, he's super cute. He's from Lovecraft Country. 
he's yes and he's in the um he's like an avenger or not like he's in that franchisee he's in low he's he's in loki and that sort of thing but in lovecraft lovecraft country he's the major person in that um yes and he's fabulous and that body is crazy um and that and that acting is crazy lovecraft country i hope i hope they bring it back i know that somebody from the main cast died and so they i don't know if they're gonna bring it back but it was so fabulous when they came out with it in 2020 and then i think like the world exploded and then they never they're not bringing it back oh that's so. horror i don't i'm 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 like not good with like scary movie oh they said that the reason why it was canceled was that it was too expensive and there wasn't a compelling vision for the next season oh that sucks well anyways you can watch the first season it's cute it's a little bit sci-fi it also has a little it doesn't have zombies it has a little bit of a uh, vampire-ish kind of a thing to it um i'm, but, I'm okay with vampires he- Vampires, werewolves, mummies, mm-hmm. aliens. Yes. Okay. I, I, I can't do. Yeah. yeah. Can't do the zombies. Well, Lovecraft Country doesn't have the zombies, so you can watch that and it has Jonathan Majors <laughs> and it's a good way. And he's always like in a tight shirt or no shirt. So you're like, you should watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. You guys, thank you so much for <laughs> tuning in to the baseball and bingeable. Thank you that for with me today and it was last minute of and i appreciate course. you jumping, jumping this was on fun. i love i'm a i'm i'm a i'm a bald and bingeable fan girl i love it i need to <laughs> i need to like come up with a name for it a binger the bingies the, the bingies hey bingy <laughs> bingies yeah, yeah. Maybe, i gotta make a i gotta make an instagram here for this show okay thank you guys so much we appreciate you agatha where can they find you on the instagrams you can find me on the Instagrams at V-I-A-A-G-U-E-D-A via Agada. Perfect. And then you guys can find me at D'Angelo Gogo. You have the rest of this information. It's going to be in the show notes. Other than that, you guys enjoy yourselves and good night from the lower level. Good night. <laughs> good night from the lower level. <laughs> <laughs>